first couple of practices and I think he threw up from drinking. I think we just kind of like, just... <laughs> I remember waking up and he was throwing up. Welcome to the Turn Turn Able Podcast. Podcast. Hey guys, and thanks for tuning in to the first Turntable Podcast episode for 2022. I am absolutely delighted to have Evan Westfall and Henry Allen from the Columbus, Ohio band El Camino Acid on today's episode because the band just released their sophomore album, Sunset Motel, uh, featuring hit songs like Mirror Mirror, Somebody Like You, and Can't Afford to Be Like This, Sunset Motel promises to get stuck in your head due to catchy lyrics and distorted guitar work that I personally fell head over heels for. Uh, so that being said, El Camino Acid, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having us. Of course, of course. Um, so how do you guys feel about Sunset Motel now that it's been out for a week? Feeling good, feeling very, um, very proud and very happy to release it. Uh, we recorded it back in july of 2020 so it's been uh kind of a while since we wrapped you know on the production of it and everything um so yeah we've been kind of itching to share it for quite a long time so feels good definitely yeah. sounds like it definitely sounds like it and your first album was released in 2020 as well is that correct yep. yes wow so right off the first album you guys dove right into the second that's awesome Exactly. Yeah. 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 It was, it was, um, we put out the first one in May of 2020. So unfortunately any plans to, to <laughs> tour on it, to support it were uh, <laughs> pretty much shot. Um, but that I think it did kind of, um, you know, we were fortunate to be in a position where we were able to kind of take some time to, you know, get some writing sessions together and start thinking about, you know, if we can't play shows, if we can't be on the road, then what can we do? And the studio was, was the answer. So. Very cool. Very, cool. Very productive as well. Uh, yeah. So the artwork for the album features a lot of different images and like this giant collage um, images, like a car, a peace sign, um, and an actual sign that says never, ever say never, ever. How did you guys create the artwork for the album? You want to take that one, Ed? Yeah, that was that was just our buddy, uh, Austin Skirpka, who we knew from college at Ohio University. And he's out in L.A. now uh, doing doing his collage art for bands and um, other artists. So, um, yeah, that was a no brainer, really. We just we love his work and um, he was really pumped to, for the opportunity. And um, I don't think he'd ever made like an album cover like that before. So he was really excited about doing it, the idea of it. And so, yeah, just a buddy helping buddies, you know? Sweet. Did he yeah. already have the collage idea in his head or did you guys present different ideas to him? No, it was, that was all him. I think he kind of oh, wow. just took it, took the reins and, uh, he sent us a couple ideas and we, I think there was one, <laughs> I think he sent us one with like, 
there there would have been some copyright issues. He, I think it, at one point he had like a, a brand, like an actual brand of something on there. And we, you know, just stuff like that. We just had to be like, Hey, we can't use this with this, but you know, we just kind of did like that. But no, that was all stirred. He kind of just, there may, there was maybe like one revision and then he, um, we were like, yeah, that's, that's sweet. That's it. And, um, yeah, he cranks them out. He's great. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. So Sunset Motel has a lot of summery vibes to it as well as the artwork. Did he listen to the album before he made the artwork for it? I don't know, actually. Do you know, Red? I can't remember. I don't, um, I think we might've sent him some like early mixes or something like that. Yeah, but I, I think can't remember if if he had heard the whole thing, you know, top mm-hmm. to bottom when by the time um, that he gave us the art. Uh, but I think I think the name might be where he took a lot of the inspiration from. You know, I think we um, and like the the big car on the front, like you know, having the the El Camino in the name, kind of you know. It's, it's not an El Camino, but like kind of lends itself to that. And, um, you know, the, I think, I feel like the never ever say that, that sign that you were talking about, um, mm-hmm. it, it, I think it kind of looks like a, the front of a motel in a certain way. You know, it's kind of like got the arrow pointing to the door, sort of almost like a, a no vacancy sign kind of situation. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think, I think the name definitely inspired it and he's, uh, I don't know where it comes from, but he's just got this, like, he's got really cool, you know, a good eye for old school kind of vintage sort of looking stuff. And I think that's kind of mostly what he pulled from to put the collage together. And and we were just, yeah, like Evan said, we were, we were stoked on it from, from the beginning. So we just kind of worked with him to kind of like hone in on, you know, what would become the final product. And it didn't take long at all. Sweet, sweet. So the band features different artists from different bands like Camp, Crooked Spines, Blonde, and Smizmar. How do you guys feel that these bands um, helped lay the groundwork for El Camino Acid? I don't, I, I think just, um, I mean, we're, we're all buddies. Like we all support each other's bands and we all met in Athens, Ohio. And that's actually where the name Sunset Motel comes from. It's a it's a motel in Athens there. And um, yeah, we all met in Athens and we would just kind of during our time there just go to each other's shows and like house shows, open mics. And we all shared just a, a love of the same kind of music. And um, it kind of started as an accident. The band did. We were just Henry was in Cincinnati at the time living and Connor was living in Yellow Springs and they were both in town um in Columbus and we just just like we're just jamming at my house and kind of showing each other each other's songs that we had written and um yeah and just tried jamming a couple just trying to come up with some off the top of our heads and stuff like DVD was written off the first album and like Henry wrote that we were in the just in the basement one of those first couple days we'd got to gotten together and like we i remember leaving that day and we were like we should just start a band and, and do it so it's just there i don't know there's just like this athens ohio chemistry i guess to answer your question sweet it's very cool and that was yeah, this I think motel. There was... 
I'm sorry. Is this a uh, yeah. is this motel one that you guys would like stay at frequently, or is it just like uh, like almost like a landmark that you guys would pass and just be like, oh, that's where that is, and like ten minutes away or some shit. Exactly. That that's what it was for me, and we'd always joke. I mean, it's not the you know, it's no uh, <laughs> no no like Hilton or anything. It's like it's kind of a trashy. <laughs> Tell us, we'd always make jokes about you know staying there, um, and maybe I will someday. I don't. I'm not sure. Maybe I'll. Maybe I will have a night. Maybe we should have a night there, Red, just to celebrate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've never been either, uh, but it was. It's kind of like on your way into town from one direction. There's a, there's a, obviously a couple ways into town, but there's from uh, one of the highways. If you take a specific exit, you pass it to get to to the university and to the west side of town where uh, we ended up living for the latter years of uh, being in college there and so it was it, there's a really cool sign out front it's not really represented on the album cover but it's it's a cool like unique old school motel sign so that's where that inspiration came from and I think we wanted to to kind of we're all in Columbus now but I think we kind of wanted to like allude to the time in Athens where we all met. Um, and I was just going to say a minute ago uh, that I think the other bands, it, there was an interesting part of it in my mind where um, I think Camino came from, like the other bands definitely have rock and like alternative rock influence going on. Mm -hmm. But I think Camino was kind of, for all of us a way to say like why don't we just get like more garagey and more alternative and, and louder and more riff inspired and then see where that takes us and so that's why i think that's why i think that the basement like you know miller light fueled writing sessions ended up being productive because that was where we started that was our jumping off point was like let's make it louder and um you know kind of less like clean because a lot of a lot of the other stuff that we were writing at the time for like different projects was really like at least me personally was a little more like dream pop or uh like the smizmar is a project that i was in that's kind of a little more like it's i hesitate to say math rock but it's a little more like busy and art articulate and um kind of clean usually and so uh, with with the ECA stuff it was like let's you know kick the distortion <laughs> for at the lack you know the risk of sounding corny it's like you know kick the distortion pedal on crank it up like you know see what happens so yeah first couple of practices and I think he threw up from drinking I think we just kind of like <laughs> I remember waking up and he was throwing up and I remember hearing it and I just think, uh, yeah, I mean, that's what it was. Just buds, just playing loud music, drinking beer. You know, that's just how it, yeah. Yeah, it was good. Oh yeah. It's sweet. Uh, how long have you guys each been playing music for? I started playing drums, uh, when I was 13, I think. So and you're what coming you're up on six now 40 yeah 48 no uh <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I've, I've been playing drums for like 13 14 years now yeah i'm i'm 26 so yeah something like I, that yeah i think i was around the same age when i started playing guitar but didn't really 
wasn't really playing seriously or anything until like I was 18, probably. Very cool. And you guys both self-taught or did you guys um, like have lessons and stuff like that? I definitely had lessons. Um, it was a nice mixture, I think, but like a lot of, a lot of it was driven by lessons. And then also I was in um, a concert band in school and the, you know, the percussion section and then kind of graduated to jazz band when I was old enough to do that. Um, excuse me. <clears throat> I just graduated to jazz band where it was kind of a little more like of a jazz, you know, like well-rounded kind of uh, styles going on and then um, getting some technical stuff from lessons. And then when I was home by myself, I was, it was like playing along to rock and roll songs. So like kind of just a, a well, when you add all the pieces together, it, that was kind of where my education came from. I think. What about you, Ev? Uh, what was the question again? Sorry. <laughs> so you uh, self-taught or did you, uh, did you have like lessons oh, yeah. and stuff? yeah self-taught i guess um i had a good we had like a general music um class in middle school and there's like there's a guitar unit and i got super into that and i would kind of stay after class and ask my teacher you know for about like which albums should i get and she like she's the one that kind of pointed me into beatles one you know just and um just you know, those kind of classic albums and, and artists and stuff. And so I would kind of take those, I'd go out and buy CDs and kind of listen to them and try to learn some of those songs or like watch YouTube videos and stuff. And um, yeah, so yeah, I guess, yeah, self, self-taught, self I guess. Very cool. So yeah. what are your favorite songs off the new album? I mean, you've been listening to them for since 2020. So... <laughs> That's true so you've had some time with them that's true yeah it's oh man that's a tough question i like a lot of the different ones for different reasons you okay. know like i i think my favorite um i think we're gonna use ripper as a category if that's okay yeah. i think yeah. my favorite ripper is um chang the banker and I think my favorite kind of like, you know, but then there's also like Hold You In is a great love song, you know? So it's like, there's two different directions happening there, obviously. Um, but yeah, I think top three would be like Chang the Banker, Start Again and Hold You In probably. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like what red said um I, I yeah it's i'm pumped about how kind of diverse the the record is and, and um yeah so i i'm the same way i like i'm just really pumped yeah i'm just really pumped about how diverse it is and i like yeah like um i was pumped about chang the banker uh that's just a i can't believe that song is even out in the world i debated as kind of a joke about my buddy <laughs> to send to my buddy and but the boys liked it and wanted to do it and i'm all about that so there it is uh third track on the album and yeah i like that one i think don't want to lose you is one of my favorites though it's like just a it's just a classic sounding song like it's like a timeless it sounds almost i don't know cons 
Khan's voice in that. It's almost like Roy Orbison-esque, just crooning. Um, and I just never thought like Tomino could take that route. Like from just from where we started, Red in the basement, it just didn't even seem like that was an option. Just that um, because that song started a completely different way too. It was like it was more of a like what Red would say, a ripper kind of fast power pop song, and we just we turned it into a, a love ballad kind of um, with piano in it, like upright piano and shit. So. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. Um, I like the whole album. Though. I'm really, I'm just really proud of the whole the whole thing. Um, oh yeah, definitely, definitely. So you have a boy named Chang, and he's a banker. Is that right? He was a banker. Yeah he <laughs> he worked at <laughs> he worked at Huntington Bank out of college and uh, sold us weed for a, there for a minute, and then <laughs> in college, and then he had to get a job and stuff, and we didn't know who to get weed from for a bit. The struggle, the fucking yeah, struggle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what song? What song off the new album are you looking to make a music video for? Oh, I don't know. I never really think about that. That's a good question. Probably one of the hey, singles, we- though, right? Or yeah, we haven't really like. I don't think we've really prioritized video content for some reason, but we have thought about it um, a few times. I think we came up with a few ideas. I so I guess I think yeah to answer your question, like we were brainstorming for near or far for sure. Um, but I, that might have just been because it was like the first track to come out. You know, like I don't know if we had any like specific uh, like images in our mind or like, you know, stories to follow with a music video, if that makes sense. You know, like I don't know if because, you know, I've I've not conceptualized a lot for that sort of thing. But I would imagine that you would start with like, OK, well, what song lends itself to a video or you could go in an opposite direction and be like, what if we made a video that has nothing to do with the song? You know, like there's, <laughs> I'm sure there's a, a million different directions you could take it. Um, but yeah, to answer your question, I think near or far was one that we brainstormed for, but I don't think we like committed, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I definitely think- didn't, definitely didn't commit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have zero footage if that's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of sold on the Chang the Banker story, to be honest with you. You guys just like making a music video of your boy and just moves on, can't sell weed anymore. It has to yeah. bank. Yeah. It's a short, short, short song, you know. I do think that I- that one would be cool because. I think the here we are and we're all dressed up for the weekend lyric lends itself to like some cool costume changes, like like rapid costume changes, you know, just like mm-hmm. changing yeah. into cool, funny, wacky clothes. That's one thing that popped into my head one time, yeah. but I don't know. <laughs> sure enough, just daydreaming, but yeah. Sounds pretty sweet. Sounds pretty sweet. Yeah. So I was pretty pumped about this. I bet you guys are fucking stoked. So Sunset Motel saw a Sunset Orange vinyl release through not only the band's website, but also through Rough Trade Records. How do you guys feel about this physical release of, of the album? That's sweet. I didn't even I didn't even know that. Um, the Rough Trade was 
was pumping it out there. So that's, that's cool. Yeah. It's, it's, it, um, was something that we really wanted to do and we weren't sure what to do, you know, cause it was like, uh, we figured that we'd, we would probably be releasing it independently. Um, and I reached out to, uh, Terry who works at, uh, coal mine records. Mm-hmm. He owns coal mine records, uh, which is down in Loveland, Ohio, where I grew up. And uh, I worked there for a couple of years and he set up a, a sub distribution deal through secretly for us. So um, secretly is distributing the records physically and digitally. Uh, and so I think that that we, I mean, we were super stoked about that because it's uh you know, we, we figured that we like, it's, I think it was the best step for us to take right now. And so, um, you know, it was, it's, was really cool to, first of all, you know, just to have, I was just on the phone with Evan the other day, like, and I was, I I told him, I was called him and I was like, I know this is really a heady thing to say, but it's like pretty crazy to have this, yeah, I mean, I keep meant like motioning over to my record player over there, but like to have a physical rec, you know, a piece of wax that has all the songs that started as ideas, you know, and it just was, it's kind of like a goofy thought, but I was like, this is crazy to like have this, um, physical, you know, medium and uh, with our songs on it. And so, uh, but yeah, so anyways, I'm getting off track, but it was, really cool let alone you know just to have the vinyl but then you know to have um the help from terry and the team at coal mine was spectacular so it's it's not a coal mine release but they um helped us with the distribution setup and and got us kind of up and running with secretly and so um it can be ordered through secretly at you know for wholesalers um and so that's just been a huge help for you know kind of spreading the word and and getting it out and um you know it's it's been a great jumping off point for record number two for us so anyways that was a long-winded answer but yeah it's it it feels really good to have it and to you know to see it on websites like rough trade and and all the you know various different record shops that are buying it and and putting it on the shelf it you know it is pretty mind blowing to just type it into Google and have it pop up in shops around the States and even like a couple international shops. So yeah, it's been really special. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Did you know that you wanted that orange kind of look to it? I know that you guys pressed um, stay mine on this kind of like strawberry multicolored vinyl. Did you go into this knowing that you wanted this orange color? Um, do you think that this pressing or this album will have a few different pressings with a few different colors on it that's a good question um uh, henry so that was henry um down at working at coal mine with terry and some of the folks there that you guys kind of henry kind of took rain on the the a lot of the album layout and stuff like that so yeah it was i know i think with the uh with the stay mine one i think like full disclosure i'm pretty sure we just ordered like 
you know, whatever color, like we were just like, we want it all to be one color, but like, you know, you guys pick and, um, it ended up being that like raspberry, I think they called it raspberry, but yeah, it was that kind of like, look like a fruit smoothie kind of puree sort of color. Uh, and that was tight. And that was a really small run. I think we did like 250 for that. And then when, yeah, I was talking to, to Terry at coal mine and they, uh, had a couple different options from the place we were ordering from of like, I knew, I knew I wanted it to be, um, I mean, we kind of decided that it would be a, a cool move to make it orange and like make it sunset themed, you know, kind of like a, either an orange or a red or, you know, yellow, something at something sun related, we thought would be a good move, um, to kind of really like bring that home. And it looks unbelievable it, it's so cool the acrylic kind of clear i think it's transparent orange i think is what it's really called but we're selling it as you know sunset orange <laughs> vinyl is the is the move there but uh yeah it's it's dope sweet hell yeah dude hell yeah um so what other merch do you guys plan on releasing merch? is it plan to release more merch we have some shirts out there right now um yeah, we have three shirts, right, Red? Um, yeah, there Red. was one. There was one more shirt that we haven't um, that we haven't made. I don't know, made yet. Yeah, like we haven't made them yet, but we have a design from uh, Kadian. And um, yeah, Kadian from uh, Twin Peaks was posting a little while ago on Instagram that he was getting like offering design services and so we hit him up and he did the um the one that you probably have seen on our either on our website or our socials that has the, the kiss mm -hmm. like the hit the road and the kiss the sky the um lipstick he did that one and there's one more that he did that we really liked and we haven't like produced the shirts yet but that's that is an option um but yeah otherwise we haven't really done a whole lot of merch brainstorming for next steps gotcha Gotcha. So the band just performed on Friday, January 21st to a sold out show, if I'm not correct, uh, with the Cordial Sins. How did it feel like to play these songs live for the first time? Oh, it was go ahead, fantastic. It was fantastic. Kind of, still kind of weird with like COVID shit going on, but uh, no, it was it was what we had dreamed about, you know, playing you know, we've been sitting on those songs for, for so long and people, it was just, it was just cool to see, you know, we had put, we'd put out four singles, like we played on the day that album came out. So like people didn't probably didn't really know the, the full album yet, but it was really cool to see like the singles that we played that night off the new album. Like, you know, people knew the, knew those at least. And, um, yeah, it just made me pumped about the future of this band and the possibilities because it, it just kind of started out as a fun thing to do. And, you know, we, we get, we all, it's kind of a project where we all get off the road with our other bands and get together and, and play like a, a fun couple hometown shows. But that just, just fired me up for what, what we could could do like you know regionally and around the country someday and 
depending on how this how people like the album and so yeah that was a great first show you know with the, with the new album out it was it was perfect sweet excellent awesome um so what music are you guys currently working on you guys started working on this right after the first album is it safe to say that there's more music coming out before uh 2023 or do you think that you'll wait until then for another album uh we haven't really talked about it that much i know we were trying to get together um pretty soon just to kind of pick around on some new ideas and there's some voice memos floating around of I other ideas and stuff um yeah we we would like to get into the studio at some point uh, this spring probably and to see what happens um no i think we're just going to kind of enjoy the the ride with with this album for now and um yeah see see how it is and i don't know every once in a while we'll get together and work on new songs but i'm starting to enjoy the the release for now and not really think about um a new project right now because we, it is, this one's just been in the works for so long so i'm gonna actually kind of try to sit back and enjoy enjoy it you know and celebrate this one for now Definitely. Speaking of writing this out, is there any plans to tour for this album or do you guys think you'll just stay in the Ohio area? We're always talking about it. We're always talking about it, aren't we, Red? <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely something uh, that we've floated a few times and kind of trying to see if um, if something lines up for all of us and if there's something that that makes sense you know, scheduling wise. And then, um, you know, I think we kind of figured that we would potentially hop on like a support if somebody asked, you know, just so that, um, just so that our first time branching out further than, I think, I mean, I think the furthest that we've gone is West Virginia or, you know, like Cleveland. I don't even know if we've, yeah, no, did we? I don't think we, I mean, you know what I mean. We did, like I, I did my Cincinnati one time. But. Yeah, we did Cincinnati and Athens and Columbus. You know, just kind of Ohio. So my point is, I think you know the idea would be that hopefully we could maybe hop on a support thing and like kind of you know have a little a better shot at you know playing some some shows where you know we can sell some more tickets outside of Ohio, I guess is my point. Um, so we're definitely not uh, opposed to the idea of a little run, but it's definitely like, it, it kind of has to like align. Definitely, you know, it's it's a weird, mm -hmm. it's a weird situation, but definitely. yeah, we'll yeah. see. Yeah. Like we're not gonna, if someone asks us to do something, like we of course would love to do something. Um, we're not gonna, like bang on anybody's door and you know demand exactly to take tour or, or anything like that but if someone wants to play a fun rock and roll show chances are your boys would love to we're picking up <laughs> we're picking up the phone yeah sweet yeah. sweet so no nothing as of right now but you guys have like an open door to it absolutely yeah, we're, we're single yeah we're single we're looking for uh <laughs> Looking for a tour mate. Sweet. Awesome. 
Awesome. Well, I'd love to see you guys come to the East Coast. That that should be dope. You're in Rhode uh, Island. Yeah, where are, where are you? Rhode Island. Nice. What's uh, the scene I, like out there? I'm curious. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's um kind of punkish in Providence. Um my are you, that's buddy where you are in Providence. Yeah, um just outside Providence. Cool. Uh but a buddy of mine is actually from Sandusky. Ohio. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He says it's uh the most boring state with nothing. Uh, but uh, I'm like Columbus seems to be seems to be the scene right now. Yeah, I didn't want to say anything, but Sandusky uh, telling somebody is that Ohio is the most boring state isn't the, the best. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, Columbus is is in Cincinnati are in cleveland like the three i don't know the three major cities and actually no there's a lot of good shit going on like dayton's great yellow springs is great there's a lot of a lot of good shit in ohio it's just you just sometimes you just kind of kind of know you you got to know where to where to go like Mm -hmm. you know yeah i think i think depending on your expectations to like you know for for what you're trying to get into you know like there there are scenes that are specific to the city i would say um and i grew up in loveland which is like about a half hour outside of cincinnati and i moved to columbus last may or june so like six and a half months ago something like that um and i had been up here all the time playing shows and stuff but even since moving here I've been very impressed at like how, you know, obviously with COVID and everything and, and um, the limitations that that has on social gatherings and shit like that, it's definitely limited, but I was impressed with how much you can get into if you try, you know, like it's musically, you can set up gigs, you can set up art shows, you can go to photo installations, you could go to, you know the museum you go to the park you could like it's just there's like tons and i guess it's just like a bigger city than what i was used to i was living specifically in loveland for quite a while so um but anyways that's yeah it's it's a cool city it's it's a great space you know space and it's like i think it's uh i think the people in the scene want to be inclusive and i think the people who like want to be at the shows and and see the music are hungry for more you know so i think it just kind of like feeds itself in that kind yeah. of way nice that sounds tight that's dope it is yeah columbus scene it feels healthy you know what i mean it, that's a good way to put it yeah it it is healthy everyone's lifting each other up supporting each other's bands and like i, I mean inspiring each other i think like i think i hear a great song from a local band that, I'm, that like in in a healthy way inspires me to like to want to write something try try to write something like that or bet you know better or whatever like in a good way you know it's just everyone's kind of whether they know it or not or um, pushing each other to make great music here and then but everyone's so supportive and inclusive and yeah it's it's really really cool what's what's happening here right now i'm really pumped about it that's awesome. That sounds super genuine too. That's that's awesome. That's... Yeah, yeah. Um, so with a few minutes left of the interview, 
super quick. Um, it was like a minute 48. So super quick. What is your deserted island album, if you have one? Mm, great question. Me, um, time running off the clock, um, buzzer beater answer, um, Runners in the Nerved World by The Sidekicks. Nice. Local band. Band from Columbus, Ohio. Heard that record when I was sometime in college. Um, so three or four or five years ago at this point, but unbelievable top to bottom. It's like a top five record for me forever, ever since I heard it. Nice. Evan, what about you? That's a great, great answer. Mine's going to sound not as cool, but I think we were talking about this today, Henry with Mal and, but some girls, I think by Rolling Stones. Ah, classic. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had that on cassette that that album and then i i mean i i wear it out but i i think that's what that's the definition of desert island uh album is for me i don't i doesn't get old i listen to it all the time but this has never gotten old for me so i think that has to be my my answer sweet uh well that is all the time that we have for the podcast episode uh thank you el camino acid for coming on and talking about what the process was like uh to create sunset motel uh, guys, if you haven't already, be sure to pick this record up at your nearest Rough Trade Records or order it off the Bandcamp. Um, I want to thank Henry and Edwin for taking time out of their busy schedule to come on the podcast. Um, and I'll see you guys in the next episode. Thank you very much.